In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Attention patriots, tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. I spent several hours of my life this month that I'll never get back studying the mixed-race, right-wing, masculinity grifter, Andrew Tate. It's not a punishment I'd ever want to inflict on an innocent person. I have seen grifters, fakers, loonies, and liars before. Possibly no one except Revelo Oliver has studied them more than I. But sleazy, high-yellow mulatto Andrew Tate really takes the bloody biscuit. A former kickboxer, self-help guru, and shameless self-promoter, Tate has skyrocketed in notoriety in recent days because, after being charged with rape and human trafficking in Romania, where he is under house arrest pending trial, he was given a softball interview to top all softball interviews by Tucker Carlson, of all people, who has forever tarnished his image by doing so and tarnished it in many more ways than one. One, by merely associating with this piece of congoid-infused filth. Two, by implicitly approving of Tate's sexual exploitation and psychological abuse of young white women. Three, by implicitly approving of Tate's financial exploitation and psychological abuse of young white men. Four, by lying by omission, by failing to bring up Tate's numerous and easily discoverable admissions of his abuse, exploitation, and scams. Such intentional lying by a man who positions himself as a courageous truth-teller is particularly outrageous. And five, by contributing to the attack on real masculinity, which attack is actually strengthened by having the grotesque and disgusting mixed-race and race-mixing sex abuser Tate as one of its supposed opponents. If you can stand two and a half hours of Tate and Carlson and their smarmy grins, so proud of themselves as really putting one over on the pigeons. I'll embed the interview in the text version of this broadcast. In the interview, Tate severely tones down his sick belief system and adds in a long litany of mostly true right-wing talking points he's recently discovered so he can grift for new supporters. Like all right-wing grifters, he, of course, leaves out naming who is responsible for the outrages he mentions. 
don't fall for his game. Andrew Tate looks to be about 10 to 20 percent Negroid. His mother is reportedly an Englishwoman who married a light-skinned and unusually intelligent African-American chess champion, Emery Tate, himself the son of a high-achieving American black, also named Emery, who was an attorney. According to the UK's Times newspaper, quote, Young women working at Andrew Tate's online sex business in Romania were allegedly tattooed with the words, Owned by Tate. Tate moved to Romania while being investigated in the UK for an alleged rape and throttling, it was reported yesterday. Romanian police have said that the social media influencer known as the king of toxic masculinity recruited young women with the pretense of romance before forcing them to perform for sex cams. Close quote. Let me break in here and add that during the entire Tucker Carlson interview, Carlson lets Tate get away with alleging that these were simply girls he recruited by being nice to them to make TikTok videos from which no one made any money at all. No mention of Jewish-run only fans, where his young girls performed sexually for male masturbators who were solicited for money, sometimes in the five-figure range and at least once in the six-figure range, in the vain hope and belief that they would have some kind of relationship with the performer or would somehow rescue the performer based on sob story scripts that the performers recited to the male victims on Tate's instructions. No mention of Tate's own sex cam site. No mention of the fact that Tate himself admitted that almost all of the money extracted from his male victims went to Tate. Back to the Times. Quote, the investigation began after a 22-year-old American woman said she had been held against her will in April last year. The American and other women working for Tate's online sex operation were said to have had tattoos reading Owned by Tate on show while appearing on camera, police sources said. Sebastian Viru, who has been Tate's partner in other businesses, dismissed allegations that Tate forced women to work in his online sex operation. When you have 100 girls of your own, you do not have to force any woman to do anything, he said. Viru said he had seen Tate arrive at nightclubs accompanied by 20, 30 beautiful girls. Viru said he believed that Tate had wound up his sex cam operation some time ago, but said it had been a perfectly legal business in Romania. He said he was not surprised that some of the women had had owned by Tate tattoos, as it was normal for women to have tattoos of their boyfriend's names. Tate, now 36, who found fame in 2016 as a contestant on Channel 5's Big Brother show, denies wrongdoing.
It has now emerged that he was expelled from the show when producers were told by the police that they were investigating allegations of abuse a year earlier at Tate's online sex business in Lutton, Bedfordshire, England. One of the alleged British victims told Vice World News she had been throttled by Tate at least five times and saw him choke other employees on at least ten occasions. She also claims to have watched Tate rape her friend. Close quote. Let me break in again and say that in the text version of this broadcast, I'll include a video recording. It'll be an audio recording on the audio version of this broadcast, juxtaposing Tate's own admissions made when he was riding high and charging some 100,000 gullible young men $50 per month each to be members of his Hustlers University, where the PhD you earn is openly referred to as a pimpin' hose degree, with the very different story he told to Carlson. That, by the way, is an income of $5 million per month, on top of what he was making by milking his sex cam performers and their fans. More sophisticated anti-white grifter Jordan Peterson, in the same video, offers unbelievably weak criticism of Tate when he admits that some of the things he does are a bit on the pimpy side. In the same video, you can see footage of Tate beating a woman who was kept in one of the dormitories where his sex slaves performed and were kept against their will. What are you charged with? That's a really good question. I'm charged with being the head of an organized criminal group, which is in charge of recruiting girls to make TikTok videos. They face charges which include human trafficking, rape, and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women. OnlyFans is the best hustle in the world. Are they accusing you of using violence or? No. They're accusing me of using the lover boy method, coercing them by being nice. I don't mention webcam until after I've had sex with the girl. If you're on dates and you're trying to mention it and shit, it just doesn't work. It puts them off. I'd never do that. That's disgusting. I'm not a whore. Uh, it's just not going to work. You continue as normal. No mention of webcam. You fuck the girl. After you fuck the girl, you do the PhD test. So yeah, on CorporateTate.com, I have my PhD program. And that is a uh, PhD is a pimp and hose degree that I'm um, clever. And that, clever. That, that, that teaches basically how I got girls, how I met girls, how I got girls to like me, how I got girls to fall in love with me to work on webcam for me. Oh, and you're always working. Why don't you work for me so we spend more time together? Work for you doing what? So I'll have a webcam business. Oh, I don't want to do that. So, okay, I know you don't want to do that, but listen, come, let's have a meeting. Let's just talk about it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Fine. But let me explain it to you properly. In fact, I'll bring one of the girls who works for me. Your bottom bitch is the one who does the selling. You don't do the selling. The girl has to hear from a girl. And this is where your bottom bitch has to be trained. That's why I said it's so important to have a good first girl. Because that's what I did. That was my, my MO was fine girls, make them love me and make them work for me. This girl's like, okay, well, I'll try it. Put both girls on camera together the first day so the new girl can sit there and just sit with the other girl and get drunk. Give him a bottle of vodka. Last night that I worked for him and you bought me like five bottles of wine. 
So I got completely drunk because I've never done webcam work. So I was very, very nervous. And that's how I got rich. So that teaches everything I know from start to finish about uh, not only getting girls, not only obtaining them, but retaining them. Because that's a completely different game as well. And over time, I just build up this big, this big little empire of webcam girls. At one, one point, I had four locations, 75 girls working for me. I'd take around half of the money, around 50%. You take 50%. Around 50%. They thought they were on 50%. And I said that the disparity is because of taxes. He would just pay me a flat fee of 15 pounds an hour. We got to the point where we had these guys falling in love with my models. Serious, big time in love, right? Sending crazy money. And they were convinced they were going to meet the chick. This is almost where I kind of felt bad. Because they're like, can we meet? I've sent you $200,000. When you look at the money that I was actually bringing in, it just doesn't even scratch the surface. I had these guys selling their houses, life savings, loans, all of it to me. Give me it all. I was all about trying to get paid. Like my whole, I used sex as a tool to make women love me so they'd obey me and live in my house and make me money. That, that's what I wanted. So I was a pimp in that sense. Were there any other instances where there was physical abuse? I saw him smack girls with a belt. Some ideas? Do you want some ideas? That's right, lock the door, you You knew I was going to beat the out of you. If you behaved, I wouldn't have to hit you, would I? You don't. Get out. You can't stay in there forever. Once again, this is an IQ test, right? Because yes. any guy who's bad with women would look at it and go, takes a woman beater. I say it, look at the camera. This is what happens, you don't listen. Look at the camera. Why are you getting hit? Why are you getting beaten? You don't listen. You don't listen. You. Do as I say. Any man who's actually a G, who's been around a little bit, would look at the video and go, man, she loves, she wants that. The media machine, they'd call up ex-girlfriends and say, if you have anything bad to say about Andrew, we can pay you $50,000 for the story. And they tried very hard. They didn't find any evidence of anything. And I had gone to the shower, I came back and I noticed he was, like, I saw him raping her. And, um... People say, why did you Romania? And I explain my five reasons. One of them is the Me Too era. They go, oh, well, you're a rapist. I say, no, I'm not a fucking rapist. But I like the idea of being able to just say, to, to do what I want. I like being free. And of course, they don't go out. They're not allowed out. You stay in the house. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly, what would you say, impressed by what he's done on the sex business front. It, it seems to me a bit on the pimpy side, let's say. I get called a pimp a lot, but I, and the reason I use the term is because I don't see it as a negative term. I see it as positively inspirational and motivating person. She has to respect you and love you and want to work with you. And that's done through positive, Pimp, positively inspirational and motivating person. I'm gonna send you a book. It's okay. a guy called Pimp and Ken, who was a street pimp in the 90s. And he wrote a book, uh, 50 Laws of the Game. And one of the laws of the game is a hoe without instruction is headed for destruction. They're accusing me of using the lover boy method, coercing them by being nice. Let me read you then what you have said about what you have done. Sure. You have said, my job was to meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep with her, 
get her to fall in love with me to the point where she'd do anything I say and then get her on webcam so we, we could become rich together. I don't think that's what I personally said. I think that's, that's exactly what no, you said on your website. That's, that's, no, I've never said that. So yeah, on corporatetape.com, I have my PhD program. The, I think the belief is that you were charged with human trafficking. Yeah, that's human trafficking because what you do is you force a girl to work against her will for financial gain. That's human trafficking. And their justification for this is that girls do TikTok. Some girls I know who they found who say they're not victims have TikTok accounts. Uh, PhD is a pimp and hose degree that I'm... Um, Clever. That... Back to the article. Quote, The woman who was 20 at the time said Tate had been really charming when he met her, but she was required to work for 15 pounds an hour in a dingy flat. As soon as he handed me my money, I forgot about him hitting me and everything else, she told Vice. It just got worse over time. He got more verbally abusive, more physical. Police took four years to pass their investigation to the Crown Prosecution Service, which then declined to authorize charges. The alleged victim told Vice News, I have been very frustrated by the British police and court system for a long time. They could have stopped him from doing the exact same abuse to these women in Romania. Tate has boasted of using the lover boy approach to recruit women for his online sex business. On his website, he described how over 50% of my employees were actually my girlfriend at the time, and of all my girlfriends, none were in the adult entertainment industry before they met me. Statements from alleged victims and witnesses include claims that Tate identifies vulnerable people and exploits their need for affection, trust, stability creating the impression of a close relationship and thus removing any suspicion that the victims might have, close quote. Tate says he was raised a Christian, but promoted himself as an atheist. His self-worship might have disqualified him from that title during most of his grifting and scamming and abusing years, then announced just last year, probably when he knew the heat was on from the Romanian authorities, that, quote, I am no longer an atheist. I am an Orthodox Christian. For that reason, I go to church twice a week, close quote. At the same time, he then claimed to donate some $20,000 per month to the Romanian Orthodox Church, just a few months before declaring in another patently self-serving move that he had converted to Islam and was studying the Quran daily. Sheesh. Andrew Tate, with the help of a lot of media hype, purportedly criticizing him, but really publicizing him, positions himself as the opposition to feminism and the demasculinization of the young men, overwhelmingly young white men who have been dispossessed and damaged by the present Jewish system that misrules us. Tate is also helped by controlled opposition or fake opposition right-wing media, like Tucker Carlson, the Gateway Pundit, and many others. Tate goes 
way, way beyond the usual right-wing liars who give us daily doses of outrage and anger but never identify the real enemy, the Jewish power structure, who is committing them. According to Tate, masculine honor apparently involves letting a mulatto have unlimited sex with hundreds or thousands of young white girls. And Tate openly admits that one of his sex partners and hoes was recruited when she was 15. According to Tate, young white men can restore their shattered lives by learning how to lie to girls and inducing them to produce pornography in order to exploit other white males and taking all their money. Here is a savior for white males, that the Jewish power structure can fake attack with abandon, all the while quite pleased with the solutions he offers, and equally pleased with the strengthening of their anti-white male coalition he produces by making the opposition to that coalition look dirty and ugly by association. Nothing is more sacred and important than the sexual relation between white men and white women. Nothing is more wrong than turning that sexual relation and the ecstasy it can bring into a commodity of individualistic pleasure that can be sold in the marketplace by any clever Jew or mulatto or degenerate capitalist. As far as I'm concerned, anyone, even platform providers, who induce white girls and women to engage in cam-girling, legal contract or not, and no matter what the arrangement, should be arrested, duly convicted, and punished with the most painful death allowable by law. The same goes for any non-white, and Tate is most definitely non-white, who so much as touches a white woman or girl. The same goes for anyone who exploits the nightly instincts and sexual desires of young white men for sordid financial gain, while purposely withholding from them the real reasons why they have been abandoned and abused by the system. We can build a new nation in which these criminals get everything they deserve. Let's do it. Let's join the National Alliance.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have in effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall. There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytoestrogens nutrients so, so the body will heal itself and yes the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure balance cholesterol clean and unclog the arteries it can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics so the body is an amazing thing it simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself heart and body extract gets results to order your two-month supply call now toll free at 866-295-5305 order online at hbextract.com Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot US. 
Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999. 